Super Talk Mississippi media production. We'll head down to the bayou today for our continuation of our spring wraparound. We're going out of alphabetical order. We'll do Kentucky tomorrow. You'll have to forgive me on that one. But Wilson Alexander joins us today, covers the Tigers for the Advocate uh, down there in Baton Rouge. Surprise, surprising would be the word I would use for LSU last year. I wasn't really sure what to make of them in the preseason. Um, I wasn't you know, really, really sure what to make of them after that loss to Florida State. But then they turn it around. They end up winning the SEC West. Are they prepared to take on the role of the hunted this year? Because in my opinion, with all the questions that Alabama has, LSU is probably the favorite to repeat in the SEC West. They talk a lot about now sort of that change in mindset and being, you know, not the, not that they aren't, and now the fact that they're not that team that's kind of coming up from behind. And LSU never maybe truly is because you know, having won three national championships in the last 20 years, uh, it's hard to really be the team that's hunting. But after having gone 11 and 12, you know, before in the two seasons before Brian Kelly got there, they kind of were. And so now that they've won the SEC West and they've got those 10 wins. Um, that is something that they sort of have acknowledged that they aren't in the same position than they were a year ago to be able to sneak up on anybody. They're going to be expected to play better. And so that, that's not how they're kind of treating this, this season is trying to take that next step and being able to be the team that's hunted by everybody. But, you know, LSU usually kind of is. That's the position they're used to being in. And now this program is just kind of back to that spot. But it's a little bit interesting because it's back to that spot for the first time under Brian Kelly and this team. You look at LSU's season from a year ago, you know, it was bookended by some really inexplicable losses. The Florida State it was a game they should have won, and then to lose to that terrible Texas A&M team really put kind of a sour note on, on what had been a fantastic season. And even just as you look at the, look at their their games, you know, they had some games where they had to come from behind. Florida is one. Uh, they, they played Arkansas very close. Ole Miss was a game they were behind. Is, is consistency a big deal for LSU this offseason? Absolutely. When you look at uh, the charting out that season, like you said, they, they won 10 games, but it could have easily gone in a different direction. Um, they were really, they were behind at Auburn, um, on the road there, and they managed to squeak that out despite a really bad offensive day. Um, obviously the Tennessee loss, they got completely blown out of their own stadium. And, um, you know, like Arkansas, like you said, was a really tight road win. And so this could have gone in a different direction. Um, and so it's absolutely now about, you know, they were great at coming back in the second half last season, but now they have to be able to really control games start to finish. A lot of that has to do with a couple different areas. One is special teams. Special teams was their Achilles heel all season. They have to get a lot better on special teams. They have a new special teams coordinator and a new approach to coaching those groups. Um, and so we'll see kind of if that's effective. And then secondly is sort of expanding the offense and stretching it more downfield, having a more um, dangerous passing game um, that can take the pressure off of just, you know, sort of Jaden Daniels creating with his legs and becoming a more dynamic offense. That'll all lead to more consistency. And if that's the case, then LSU certainly will be deserving of being a favorite in the SEC West, and they'll be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, you know, if you enjoy watching a player develop and you enjoy watching a guy progress through the season, then you enjoyed watching Jaden Daniels last year. You know, against uh, Florida State, he was not great. Against Mississippi State, you know, he made some big plays with his legs, but the, the passing plays weren't there. But as the season went on, he just got better and better. Is there another step for Jaden Daniels this year? Can he become you know, an elite quarterback, a guy that the NFL would really want to look at in the first round next year? Yes, absolutely. Before the Southern game, or excuse me, after the Southern game, before the Mississippi State game, Brian Kelly said 
that there was there was a throw that he made where he rolled outside the pocket and he found a guy out uh, in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. And he said, if we can see that more often from Jaden, then we're going to be a really good spot. And you started to see that more often from Jaden throughout the course of the season. But there was still, in particularly, against Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama, and especially in the Florida and the Ole Miss games where he was just lighting them up. He, I think he had uh, six touchdowns in both of those games. Um, and you saw how dynamic he can be when he blends – you know, taking some downfield shots in the passing game and being aggressive as a passer with his running ability. And so now it's about being able to stretch those few games over the course of an entire season. He had the second most productive season by a quarterback in LSU history, statistically. And yet it was there were still areas to grow. And so that's what can really make him an enticing quarterback and possibly the best returning quarterback in the SEC. And maybe when it's all said and done, actually the best quarterback in the SEC next season is if he can take that development as a downfield passer be more aggressive in the vertical game, push the ball downfield. And that's been a major focus for him this spring. LSU, you know, skill position-wise, always has superstars. And at the receiver position, I mean, obviously Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas are great players. I really like the, the tight end, Mason Taylor. Is there a running back, though, on this team that you feel like can, can be that typical LSU running back, a guy who can be close to 1,000 yards when the season's over? Probably not. This is going to be a running back by committee situation again, uh, most likely, I should say, you know, at this point of the year. Uh, that's where it's headed again like it was last season. Uh, they've got six scholarship running backs uh, on the team right now, and they used a committee approach last year, and they're likely to do so again. Brian Kelly, one of his lines that I kept coming back to last preseason was, quote, we don't have Leonard Fournette in that backfield. And that's certainly still the case because the personnel isn't that much different. They've added a couple freshmen, but – they're still freshmen and, um, you know, that's going to, they probably aren't those sort of instant impact kind of players, um, especially in a room that is fairly deep. And so they're going to, you're probably not going to have anybody close to a thousand yards. Um, but there might be a bunch of guys that are sitting right around 500, uh, maybe closer to 600. Um, they've got a lot of different, you know, attributes at running back and different things that those guys can do. And while they're trying to make them a little bit more well-rounded as a whole, um, it's sort of about, picking out when to you know ride a hot hand or when to use a certain player based on their strengths. And so that's how they're going to set it up. Is Harold Perkins the best defensive player in the SEC? I think so, especially with Jalen Carter and Williams moving on. Yeah. I think it's Harold. Um, I mean, watching him, there's nobody else in the SEC who demands your attention quite like Harold does. Because of his athleticism and his speed, it's – a pleasure just to watch him play football and the way that he can chase down just about anybody, not just quarterbacks, but running backs and everybody else. I mean, he's, he's so dynamic and he might be even more so this year. Um, LSU is practicing him inside all spring. Um, he's still on third down going with the outside linebacker edge rushers um, because he's still going to be used on third downs as a pass rusher. Cause he, that's part of what made him so effective as a freshman. But they're trying to now expand him to being a true sort of complete linebacker. And that they think is going to make it a lot harder for teams to game plan against him. They're not going to be able to just line up maybe a, a tight end or use a running back to chip or double team him off the edge. They, he's going to be – and he was already moved around the defensive front last year. But now it's coming from even more different – even more spots where he could be available um, because they think that he's you know taking that next step to being an inside linebacker. But he's still so dynamic as a pass rusher that their teams are going to have to account for that too. And I would say that, yeah, he's the best returning defensive player in the SEC. And we'll see how things shake out. But he could be the best defensive player in the country. 
Um, it's a long way to go, though. There's a lot of guys out there who who will fight for that spot, but he's going to be right up there with them. How big is the return of Mason Smith for this LSU defense? Mason's presence inside opens up a lot for LSU. With B.J. or Jalari, the uh, Jack linebacker they had last year going on to the NFL, uh, Mason is now sort of that second pass rusher along with Harold who that teams really have to account for and fear. And, but it brings it – it sort of structures it differently, I guess, on the defensive side in terms of how LSU is going to bring pressure with Mason uh, because Mason is a defensive tackle – he can split out to end and do a lot of different things, but he's more of a hand-in-the-dirt defensive lineman. B.J. Zolari was a stand-up edge rusher in Matt House's defense. And so now um, he has an inside pass rush threat that LSU didn't really have last season. Makai Wingo was a third-team All-American, and then Jacob, excuse me, Jacqueline Roy uh, did some okay things um, as, the, as the nose guard, but they didn't have a really good pass rush from the inside. They couldn't collapse the pocket inside out. Well, now teams have to probably account for Mason Smith and Harold Perkins, and it's bringing pressure from two different areas that LSU didn't have last year, where it was really just off the edges last season. They can bring it more inside with just Mason Smith and not have to, you know, and still, and then it allows them to be even more creative, Matt House, get even more multiple on the defensive front. And so he opens up a lot of things for LSU defensively. This is the question we've asked everybody we've interviewed through all these, these spring previews. What are we talking about in November with this team? Is LSU, do you think LSU's back in the SEC championship game, or does Alabama get back on top there? Well, I guess going into November, it's uh, I actually posed a somewhat similar question. Do we think it, to some of our fellow beat writers over here earlier this spring, do we think the Alabama game is a top-five game between LSU and Alabama? And most of us agreed it's probably not. The one of the teams is still just in the top ten. So, But I guess to actually answer your question, um, I would like to see more of Alabama and what they actually have at quarterback mm-hmm. and how these coordinators mesh before making a pick for what we see in November. But I think that that game, that LSU Alabama game in you know, November 4th in Tuscaloosa is probably once again, determining who represents the West, who actually ends up doing it. I'm going to have to reserve my pick. Cause I just, I, I can't say it at this point of the year with any confidence who would actually be, you know, there's, and you also want to see more development out of Jaden and um, in the things that we've already talked about with LSU, um, but they should be right in the mix, um, probably with you know either undefeated or with only one loss by the Alabama game. LSU, if nothing else, always interesting down there in Baton Rouge. See what happens this season. Wilson Alexander from The Advocate, thanks so much, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.